0: A magnificent race for Hakkinen, a superb race for McLaren, but a
1: brilliant race for Michael Schumacher, who exits the chicane for the 53rd and last time to win the 2000 Japanese Grand Prix and the World Championship for the third time, to give Ferrari and Italy their dream and look. What's going on, everybody? It's KB, and we're back with a special edition of Lift and Coast.
0: There's only one word today. What's What's the documentary that goes by one word?
1: Schumacher.
0: So let's get right into it. Right? Let's let, Let's just dive into it. You're the biggest Lewis guy I know. Now that you've heard Schumacher's side of the story, where you're old enough to really comprehend it, does it change anything for you?
1: It doesn't change. I don't think it changes anything. It's super nostalgic because. I grew up watching Schumacher, but I was too young to understand the greatness. Watching the doc really, to me, was sad more than anything. Why, I, we, so we talked about a little, bit, a
0: little bit about this offline. Why was it sad for you?
1: Because the, he's such a, a greatie. I mean, he's a go to the sport. And it's so, I was thinking about Mick. Like, the hardest part is Mick probably just wants to talk to his dad. That was so sad. And where he would trade every, everything just to talk to his dad. And it's like, can you imagine his dad got to actually see him race now? Like, Exactly. It's a full, you know, as Mick was growing up, maybe he wasn't that into karting and that into racing. And his dad and maybe just wanted him so badly to, to race. And now all of a sudden Mick's racing, but his dad's not there.
0: Yeah. You know, it was really cool to see how his family spoke about him as a father first. He seemed like he's a great I mean, family guy. An
1: unbelievable human being as far as just loyal, you know, how he, um, treated Corinne. Just absolutely incredible.
0: Yeah. He was amazing as a, just a human being in general. How do you feel about like the haters that say like this was bad for his legacy or gave him a one out of five. So I was like, I don't understand why anybody could say this was bad for his legacy.
1: Not at all. If anything, it shows you what he achieved. Um, he had no money coming into the sport. He was able to do it in uh not a championship car. He went to Ferrari when they hadn't won in over 20 years.
0: He feels a little bit like Lewis. Hey, eh? he had no money growing up. Uh, yeah, Tesla there's limits. a lot of
1: a lot of parallels, man, and I think the amazing part is he won before Ferrari. He brought the championship to Ferrari, but the struggle at Ferrari for those 4 plus years and how hard he worked and they did not have the fastest car,
0: yeah. You know, like when you look back on it, at it, and that what was it from ninety? It was from ninety five on ninety six, whenever 96 it was on
1: that, to two thousand. Yeah. yeah,
0: he was just giving it his all, and it's crazy to know that he was doubted himself a lot but a, also, as great as he
1: was. Think about the championships he was robbed from, the crash into David Coulthard's car, like
0: yeah. But David Coulthard was part of. McLaren, he did that on purpose, bro. He got the radio <laughs> call, bro. If we were in today, it would have hopped on the radio call.
1: Oh man, it was crazy because it just kept bringing back these memories of like growing up on Sundays and watching. Like, I totally forgot about Mika Hakkinen, and um, he was great though. He was on right. that McLaren team was incredible, but they were really the they were the enemy. Like in our household. You were cheering for Schumacher. It was all Ferrari, and they were, like, the evil, like, shitty people. They were Red Bulls And Heikkinen. when you watch this, I actually like him so much more because of the way that he looked up to Schumacher.
0: Yeah, he speaks very highly of Schumacher. I don't think anybody in the sport speaks negatively of Schumacher. How do you feel about, would he have had more if he actually joined McLaren? Do you think he goes down with maybe 10?
1: Definitely. He was the best driver in the sport There was no one close to him, so you can only imagine what was possible if he was in that McLaren car.
0: I also, like, you got to respect him that he felt a responsibility or he felt a challenge to go take Ferrari, this storied franchise or storied racing club, whatever you want to call them, and bring them back to relevancy. And he eventually did it, and then when he did it, he just dominated for five years straight.
1: Just dominated. Absolutely incredible. The other part of it that was also, I think just crazy is I forget his vantage point and his rivalry with Senna and the fact that he was behind Senna trying to get ahead of him when that crash happened
0: and you know what? I, 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 that slipped my mind but it's something I did want to talk about it's like that was his hero too can you imagine like your hero died when he was trying to fend you off and like you're dreaming of racing him like that must have ate away at him for quite he a while he said it
1: changed the entire way he looked at racing
0: 100% and I, I it probably haunted him probably still haunts him today like that's your hero it's not like it's just
1: some random guy that is your hero that you look up to you have posts I didn't him. know until watching this that they continued that race yeah I had no idea you then stand on the podium like that was just must have been the worst feeling in your stomach he said after that he would go around circuits and just be like oh yeah there's a place you can die. Here's a place I can die. Like looking at the corners like that. Yeah. And the, the worst part about it all is he's, and then had a, an accident outside of racing and he's kind of in the same position that Senna is in as far as he's alive, but is he really alive? Yeah. He's had
0: a, he was quite fortunate. Cause I don't think he had a lot of accidents. Did he, he had that one major one that we saw in the documentary, yeah. but he was quite fortunate. Um, it, it, it's, it is a very dangerous sport and we kind of forget that because we see them do it so effortlessly and you see guys today and they keep going and going. But, I mean, it kind of reminds you of Lewis today. Like, he's so fortunate he had the halo. And, you know, I don't back know then, how they died, raced right? without a halo. Yeah, and then back then, like, one, Senna's hit looked normal.
1: Senna's it hit? It just hit on, when the, I, when on I the exact angle. It, I couldn't believe, like, he just went off the track it was so i wish we could r- know why that happened well they say the williams car braking
0: failed or something I, when i was watching documentary a couple yeah. of weeks ago it's like the williams car was fucked up but it's just like he hit on that exact angle the like that one percent angle that could have killed him it's like these guys are really warriors when they go out there and it's like when you're going 300 kilometers an hour for american fans 180 miles an hour it's like That's scary shit. And you're hitting high corners and you're racing with other effects and when they race in the rain, like, especially when he uh, hit
1: him, um, David Coulter in the rain, like, he could have died there. Oh, yeah. He's, look at Grosjean. He went through a metal barrier. The car blew up and he walked out of it alive.
0: Listen, you gotta love Grosjean because he's just like, there's more important things to life and he made it out. I still remember that Drive, Drive to Survive episode like it's fresh in my memory. Like, how do you walk out of the fire like that?
1: <laughs> Crazy, man. I think so much respect and value into the sport. The documentary was amazing because Schumacher was the underdog, the guy that came into the sport that he really didn't belong because he didn't have the money and then became the ultimate student of the sport and left like the best.
0: It's crazy to think if that... Who was the guy that gave him the opportunity? His old manager? It's like...
1: Yeah, from Benetton?
0: I don't know if he's from Benetton. No, the guy that gave him $2,500. Oh, yes.
1: The, I th- it was the, um, the Jordan brand.
0: Yeah, so I was like, what happens if he never had that, right? Like, it's crazy to think that... What happens if Lewis's dad gave up on him or Michael never got that opportunity? It's like, that one small thing c- cuts a whole legend from a
1: history of a sport. Exactly, and... and- the fact that he would be there going through the garbage to take other people's shitty tires and then win on those tires when he was karting.
0: And it's hilarious. I mean, that's probably why they're so great. Like, he's talking about the feel of a car. Like, oh, I think Ralph was talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. How the, you have to really become one with the car. If you don't, you're just not a good driver. And it, it explains why there's such an elite difference between guys that can drive in the rain and guys that can't drive in the rain. It's like, there's levels to this shit.
1: That's what they say. The ultimate test is what you can do in the
0: rain. 100%. Like, if you can't drive well in the rain, I think, I, I can label you as not a good driver. Like, uh, not, I won't say a good driver, but you're not an elite driver because it, it really is you and your car in the rain because yeah. it, it is the it is the 100% neutralizer in all cars.
1: What did you think of... Um, I didn't realize that he... He had a couple of hot spells where he had a, a little a few blowouts... You know, that one accident where he turned into... Are um, you talking
0: about David Coulter's accident?
1: No, I'm ta- while I'm talking about Schumacher, like, he had a couple... Where he just loses his head. Yeah.
0: I, I was surprised that he was so arrogant when he made mistakes. Because there's clearly times he made mistakes and he's just exactly, like... Exactly, the time no. when he
1: turned into... Uh, I forget who it was, but maybe it was uh, Heikinen or maybe even Senna, but just turned his I'm pretty car sure it was, right...
0: I'm pretty sure it was Senna.
1: Yeah, turned his car right into him and was like, I didn't do it and... In his eyes, he thought he was fine, but... Yeah, you know, I, I
0: never expected that because, you know, you hear how Schumacher is such a humble guy, but I guess uh, all the great ones are a little crazy in their own right, right?
1: Definitely, and Coulthard said that when he off the track at a party, completely different person.
0: Yeah, so are you surprised he's a big party guy? First to leave the party, first to get to the party, last, last to, leave to leave the party. You
1: could tell he loved to live life, man. I mean, everything from that to skydiving. skydiving to, you know, obviously skiing. He, his wife said it, couldn't sit still. He wanted to live life to the fullest.
0: I'm I'm so sad he didn't skydive in 2013, December December 29th. That would have changed all of I know he could have gone to Dubai, right? Because he literally was like, it doesn't feel right. So it's crazy to think that, like, one small decision changed his whole life and flipped his whole family. The whole trajectory. How do you feel about? So obviously this is about Michael, but I want to get into Mick a little bit, right? Do you think that he pushed Mick the race? Like, what are your what are your actual thoughts? Do you I think, think
1: naturally Mick was just around the sport everywhere, and whenever you're growing up and you're influenced by your parents, there's also I feel like there's a natural desire to do something maybe different mm-hmm. and. Maybe Mick, and this is just speculation, but maybe he didn't want to race, but then fell in love with it later after the accident.
0: I think there's a lot of videos of him racing when he was a kid,
1: for sure. But who knows if he was put in that position to race or he wanted to race.
0: Yeah, and do you do you think Michael, do you think Michael would have stepped away and been like, "Hey, like you need to find this passion"? Like, what th- what kind of dad do you think do you think he was on him or he's just like, "I'll let you figure it out"? If you come to me, you come to me. If not, I'll let you figure it out yourself.
1: I think that. Without the accident, maybe um, Mick never races. And then after, as Mick gets older, and he starts to find this burning desire or love to do it. And I think now, if Michael could actually see it, he would be extremely proud of what Mick has done.
0: Do you think we ever see Michael, like, kind that of functioning by himself? That was the hardest
1: part of, like, this is, like, there's so many questions. And the other thing I wanted to know is, Mick was with his dad. It you know, for the accident. Like, I, w- I was hoping that he was going to open up and talk about it. You know how they say
0: that sometimes you have a moment and your mind blocks it out? Yeah. I think that might be it for Mick. He, his mind might have subconsciously blocked it out. And I don't think he'd want to relive it. And I don't think I would want to either if I was in Mick's shoes. Oh, man, because so like, many questions. It's not like his father was like... I don't want to say deadbeat, but his, his father wasn't a type of father just shoved him to the side and did his thing. He was... He was very involved in mixed life, right? Like, that, that's what the documentary showed us. So it's like, when you have a dad that's that involved in your life and he is a great father like Michael was, you probably just don't want to relive those moments, bro. Because it's like, I felt I, I the felt emotion when he said I would give anything to have my dad back just to talk to my dad, right? I Crazy, felt those right? emotions. So what's your biggest takeaway? What, what's the biggest thing you learned about Michael that you didn't know?
1: Um, I didn't, I forgot that he had no money. I, I totally forgot about that, and I think the other thing that was super impressive is, as a leader, how inclusive he was. Everyone down to the cooks.
0: Yes, that was my biggest takeaway. I know we spoke about it in terms of we we did the parallel between Valtteri and Mick is like I sorry Michael is that when you elevate your whole team, like when a championship driver gets there it can elevate a whole team, but I didn't know to that extent. Like, Michael was in there every single day. I guess Karina said it. She was there as well, hanging out. He'd be back and forth, and he'd be living with the team, making sure that they got done what they needed to get done, and he was just like... It just shows you the difference between a great driver and a good driver.
1: There's levels to this, man. There's levels to greatness, I think. Even when you get to great, there's another level to take it. And whether it's... Michael Jordans, Tom Brady's, Lewis Hamilton's, Schumacher's, the Messies, the Ronaldo's, they take it to a different level.
0: I agree. My, Michael Schumacher took it to a different level.
1: That inclusivity piece of how he treated everyone in the, from the factory to the paddock to the people that even where he was buying coffee, like absolutely incredible. People respected that so much about him, which then – naturally rubbed off on everyone around to compete and to go to that next level. And that is super special. When I think of the era of racing we're in now, I see a lot of that from Lewis. Um And I think about a guy like Max. I don't ever see him thank his team that much. And, I, and I'm thinking, you know, Max is an extremely talented driver, but is he selfless or selfish? And if he wants to be, in that conversation with Lewis and Schumacher and win the championships, maybe he's doing it. I haven't seen it. You gotta be more team focused.
0: I don't see him thanking his whole team on a regular basis when he wins. I could be wrong because I'm a I'm a Max hater,
1: but I'm just saying I don't. That's remember. what I was saying. Like I haven't seen it, so could be wrong, but I haven't seen it. Lewis goes out of his way, and I think you see it with with these other examples, especially with Schumacher. You want to be great. This is a team sport. There's one driver, but there's so many contributing factors to what success looks like. And winning the championship, you can't do it by yourself.
0: 100% you can't. I mean, F1 is a team sport. It doesn't look like a team sport, but it is 1,000% a team sport. Man,
1: pit stops.
0: Yeah, like, let's just look at it this way. McLaren does not win last week's Grand Prix if they don't work as a team. For sure. They They don't win that at all. So I'm going to leave you with this, and if you have anything else. But my last question is legacy, not the greatest driver of all time. Who has a greater legacy, Lewis Hamilton or Michael Schumacher? Because Schumacher did, did the exact same as of right now with less. Like, that's the reality of the situation. So my thing is, like, I think Lewis is the greatest driver of all time. Well, he goes down as the greatest driver. But I think that's just sheerly off of numbers. I think if Michael was in a fast car for those five years, he he his record's... Would be way off the table. Cause you gotta think about it. He was in a a shitty car, quote unquote, for five years.
1: So Schumacher, the legacy, is superior. And that's because Schumacher made F1 what it is today.
0: Okay. But
1: you don't think he did more did less with more, like none of that. You you you're still on the Lewis on Lewis. Schumacher made the sport popular. He made it cool. He was he was a winner. He was likable. Without him, there is no Lewis Hamilton. That's my point.
0: Yeah, okay. No, that's fair. I agree with you. I mean, F1 was like Senna kind of, Senna and Pross brought it to popularity and Schumacher lifted it off. Like he he kind of took think the about, bat baton and ran I always
1: it. I would say like the comparison is like Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan with Nike and everything else. Like Schumacher brought so much money to the sport. So do you think that's a product of the time? Because that's when TV started becoming more prevalent. Like, because
0: that's all that the late, the middle '90s. Like what Mike did, Schumacher. They talked
1: about it in the documentary. He had the tight skin on the face, looked good, clean shaven. Like, not only was he talented, not only was he a great person a great speaker, he was just he he fit every single box.
0: He did fit every single box.
1: So he was the perfect thing for the sport. And then obviously he went and he. Made himself the greatest.
0: I mean, you are saying second greatest driver of all time,
1: driver, but legacy. Um, and again, there's no Lewis without him. So all in all, I think that it's uh, Schumacher is is the goat when it comes down to individual accolades and championships and race wins. Lewis is the best. I agree. Um, and Lewis's legacy will be defined on what happens after the sport. I also think there's like this po kind of crazy. Um story of like Lewis took a Mercedes seat after Schumacher stepped down.
0: Yeah, it was a passing of the torch.
1: Kind of kinda nuts, man.
0: There's so many parallels And, and
1: Schumacher and Rosberg were teammates. Like it's, it's really cool. They're
0: both Germans on a German team. Yeah. When does Ferrari go back to prominence? Oh man. Just give me a quick, quick ballpark. What like 2027, 2025? How long has
1: it been when did uh, when did they win last?
0: 2007, I think we're reikening. No, I, or maybe 2010. Like, uh, yeah, no, not I think it was maybe
1: it's maybe 9, but anyways, it will be 20 years from that last one. So Just you're like saying it 2029. was 2029. Just how like Schumacher went and won after 20 years. It'll be another it's gonna
0: History's repeating itself. yeah. that's right. Cool. you have any last thoughts?
1: If you haven't seen it, go check it out. I think it was um, highly anticipated, and I really enjoyed it, so I'm happy.
0: It was great. I mean, I think I learned a lot about Schumacher. You guys got to check it out. It's on Netflix. I know everybody's got Netflix. So make sure you guys go check out Michael Schumacher. Make sure you go hit that follow button. We got we to gotta get you guys support, man. We want to bring more F1 to you guys. So tell your friends, tell their friends, and let's get more people listening to Lift and Coast. That's what's up. All right, we'll see you guys next time.
1: Peace.